hearing from the youth pastor in these services that run concurrently with our online service. And now we're going to move on to the living word of God. Are you ready to receive today? If you're ready, can you type in the chat, Shalom. And now we're going to invite our, our associate and connect pastor, Reverend Linda Koo, to share the word with us today. Hi, GD family. How have you been holding up during this extended MCO? Probably during this time, many of you have improved in your cooking. You have learned new dishes, you learn how to shop online, and many have taken up gardening, right? And you are maybe enjoying yourself, seeing those beautiful plants. I remember the ladies once in a while would send their pictures of beautiful plants on WhatsApp and, you know, enjoying their plants and sharing with one another. During the time when we had a gathering for the ladies connect group, uh, Stella, my connect leader, gave me a basil plant, very full of leaves, a healthy plant. And so I went back and we planted that plant into the ground. And for one, two days, the, wow, the plant was beautiful, very fresh. But after a few more days, it died. The leaves all dried up. And last December, when we had another fellowship, she again gave me another bigger, more bushy plant. And I again went back to plant. You know, maybe if we have to plant it in a shade. So put on a shade, maybe water some more. And I want to report to you, this plant is also died. So it's sad. You know, that means I don't have green fingers, they say. Maybe I will take up something else, maybe shopping online. But all of us deal with uh, this pandemic the best way that we can. Maybe some of us are struggling. Today, may I encourage you from the Word of God in Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 31. My topic is on Jesus is my security. Right in the chat, Jesus is my security. Let me read this text for you. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go. Sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then, come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. 
The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With men, this is impossible. But not with God. All things are possible with God. Then Peter spoke up. We have left everything to follow you. Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and fields along with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. When God gave me this text to share, I was a bit unsure of how this passage will fit into a time like this. But as I began to study and read, I discovered encouraging lessons through this seemingly sad story. Three reasons I want to share with you that makes me secured in Jesus. That Jesus is my security. Security is the state of feeling safe, feeling stable, free from fear or anxiety, that I am not shaken, whatever the circumstance. If I, if I were to ask you, what does the world look to for security? You would say, maybe bank accounts, riches, power, position, talents, abilities, strength, business, or families. Now, the man in this story this morning had it all, actually. He had everything. We use the description to, uh, for a man that sought after his tall, dark, handsome, right? But here, this man was rich, young, and powerful. But there was something missing in his life. Probably he saw in Jesus that there was something in his life, the quality of life in Jesus, that, no, that made him realize there's miss, something missing, something missing from his life. So it says here, Jesus started on his way, and man ran up to him, fell on his knees below him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? During this season, what questions have you, have you been asking the Lord? You know, in Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 2, Habakkuk, the prophet, was asking the Lord, How long, O oh Lord, do I need to cry for help? Maybe we are like this prophet. How long more must I be in this situation? How long more must I be in this MCO? How, MCO, how long more before we can have physical services how long more before we can meet as a connect group that i can go out and eat with my friends and we miss this how long more can my business survive this situation so the young man came with this important question how what must i do to inherit eternal life he came with the right attitude he was very respectful went on his knees and addressed jesus teacher. And Jesus surprisingly answered him this way with a question. Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. So what is Jesus saying? It's not good? Or he's saying, I am God. I believe that Jesus is awakening in this man to think of who 
he really is. Jesus is telling him or saying, I'm telling you that only God is good. Can you still call me good? Can you see that I am God? Can you see my identity? Is he merely a good teacher with a lot of good principles, a lot of great teachings? Or is he a God to be obeyed, to be worshipped? And this will lead us, this important question, will lead us to how we live our lives. And if Jesus is Saviour and Lord, is someone that you can believe in, someone you can trust and you can have your security in, even in difficult times. So three reasons why we can be secured in Jesus. Firstly is He is, He is a personal God. Come on, put it in the chat. He is my God. He is my personal God. And therefore, Jesus, and this verse here in Mark chapter 10 verse 21. Jesus tells him, what are you to do? You know the commandments, you shall not murder and uh, you shall not commit adultery and six, six different rules from the Ten Commandments. And you know, as Jesus, I believe as Jesus told him these commandments, this man will have checked. Yes, I do not commit adultery, I don't murder, check. I do not steal, I do not give false testimony. Check, check, check. And he came and told Jesus, this I have observed, even as a boy. These are the six commandments of the second table in the uh, Exodus 20 of the Ten Commandments. Surprising, Jesus used this to tell him the answer for what must I do to inherit eternal life? So I've kept all this. I've kept all this. In one of these verses here, as I said, 10 verse 21, is such an encouraging verse to me. A verse that caught my, me from this text, you know. And I thank God that the Bible put this verse in. It says, Jesus looked at him, and loved him. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Jesus saw the sincerity of seeking an answer for what was missing in his life. Isn't it assuring that God loves us? Today, are you assured that God loves you? Today, are you assured that you have a personal God who truly is for you, who is with you, will never leave you? Psalms has a beautiful uh, verses concerning a personal God. In Psalm 16 verse 5, it says, The Lord is my portion. And 18 verse 2 says, The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my strength. Telling that personal God, who is He to you and I? Right in the chat, who is God to you? Is He your strength? Is He your salvation? Is He your rock? Right there. Declare it. The Lord God, He is 
my strength, he is my security. In other words, that's so, so encouraging is Isaiah chapter 54, verse 10. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. No, my com com covenant, sorry, my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Shaken. Are we in, we feel like we are in this, you know, being shaken. Though the mountains is shaken, we, our world seems to be like shaken. Our freedoms is like being removed. But it says here, God's unfailing love will not be shaken. His peace will not be removed. And this is why we can have security. When we have a God who loves you, a God who cares for you. After the rich rung ruler says, you know, all this, I got no problem, Lord, I pass. Jesus said this, one thing you lack. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Is Jesus saying, that to inherit life, to inherit eternal life, I need to follow the commandments, give all I have, sell everything, give to the poor? Of course not. Because we know that to be safe, it is the grace of God. It's what Jesus has done on the cross for us. But tells me that Jesus knows what is in the man's heart. And Jesus knows what is in our heart what lacks. He knows each of us personally. You know, Jesus is so clever, you know, to bring in the real issue. Actually, the man's love of riches is keeping him from following Jesus. So when Jesus said, sell all, follow me, he couldn't do it. That was his security. That was his idol. That was his God. If you look back, what is the first commandment? That you shall have no other gods before me. It's okay with his relationship with his, the, all the people, but he led a relationship with God. You shall have no other gods before me. And riches was his God. That's why the man's face fell he went away sad because he has great wealth. So actually, wealth is not the issue. When Jesus met different people, they did not, uh, it's not a standard answer. Everyone sell, sell, sell and give to the poor. No. One he would say to the lawyer, told the story of the good Samaritan. The problem was his pride. The Israel, that they are different from the Samaritans. We have to show love to all. So actually, actually, wealth is not the issue. Jesus did not ask everybody to sell, to give to the poor. The issue is that you trust Jesus as your ultimate security and not other things. The issue, do you trust Jesus as your ultimate security? In this pandemic, has been challenging 
lot of challenging circumstances, does it cause you to lose your security? Does it cause you to, like the mountain, are you shaken? It could be a job issue, it could be a business loss, it could be family issues, your recreation, you are not able to have your comfort zone and your relationship and maybe your shrinking bank account. Bosses are getting uh, more demanding and lots of challenges. Have you been affected in such a way that you feel like giving up? That life isn't worth living and your faith begins to waver. And you feel so grieved, you have lost the joy of the Lord. Then not, you might feel like you do not want to follow Christ anymore. And sad, isn't it? Like this young man. There is some idol, uh, an idol you have put in, our, in your life or my life. So the things we lose, maybe the positions we lose or lost, our status, this make you realize, hey, why am I feeling like this? Is this my security? The status I've lost, the riches I've lost, the position I've lost, is this my security? So in this difficult time, may you look to the Lord that He will reveal to you what is one thing that you lack. What is this that's bothering you? Maybe you need to surrender. Surrender fully to the Lord, your business, and say, God, I do not understand, but you help. I will not get angry. I will not get so depressed over it. This is not my security. You are my security. And maybe this time, it's time to get into a really genuine, intimate relationship with God. Like this man, all his basis, work, all his worth is in doing. Following the rules, following uh, it's, it's the laws. But he lacked that relationship with God. It's about time that we begin, even this pandemic, if you have not, to build a relationship with God. God has given you more time, probably, you know, to spend with Him. And it's time that we can say, God, may I come back to a closer relationship with you. And not just about doing, being, but really, it's about you. Second reason why we must, we can be secure in Jesus is, He is a powerful God. He is a powerful God. As the young man walked away, Jesus looked around and said to His disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. So the disciples were amazed at his words. So maybe the disciples didn't get it. So Jesus repeated. But Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. Now Jesus is pointing to the disciples that this man, this rich young man, he could not enter into the kingdom of God when he refused to follow Jesus. Pastor Michael preached two weeks ago on the kingdom of God. It is where God rules. So, God rules. If God rules in your heart, the kingdom of God is within you. And this man, he wanted the kingdom, but he wanted it his way, not the king's way. 
So the disciples were amazed that this moral, law-abiding, who is to them so blessed of God, how can he not enter into the kingdom? And their belief is, if you are rich, you have lots of money, God said, bless you, God is with you, and they think that he is safe. How hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. And he says, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And I take it literally, right? Mark is talking about this real camel, one of the biggest animals, going through the eye of the needle. It's actually what Jesus is saying. It's impossible. Cannot be done. But only by the grace of God can we be saved. No one else. Nothing else. All abiding by rules and regulations can never be saved. But also more amazing is all things are possible with God. With men, this is impossible. But not with God. All things are possible with God. Do you catch it? Catch it? All things are possible with God. If this situation seems so hard, is it possible with God? It didn't say to God. That means you and God. It is possible. God can change the situation with you. You and God. All things are possible with God. Whatever your situation, God can help us and change the situation. Last Saturday, one of my leaders called me. It was last year during one of the services when we had physical services. It was after the preaching that God gave him a vision. And he saw himself giving a certain amount of money to the Lord as a tithe. He was excited. Wow, it's a big amount. I decided to give it to the Lord. And when he came out of the service, he told me, ah, I saw a vision. So I said, what's the vision? He said, when it comes to pass, I will tell you. So last Saturday, why he called me is, Pastor Linda, it came to pass. He said, I'm able to give what the Lord showed me. And I will tell you the figures. Uh, his type was 100,000. A type of 100,000. It was, she was excited at the time. And he said, it came to pass what God showed me. And was willing to give that to the Lord. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that God, even this time, during this difficult time, that God can continue to bless our people. And it's the time that He's willing to give. I tease him. I say, Are you, do you negotiate with God? I say, hey, maybe 50%. He said, no. What God asked me, I've seen this vision. I will give. And I've heard many, many uh, testimonies too of how God gave them a job when they lost the job but provided another job. God is a powerful God. He's a powerful God. What is your need? Is your security in just people or job? Let Jesus be your security. Say Amen to the Lord. And the third reason why we can be secured in Jesus is this. He is 
a provider God. This is so encouraging. You know. Peter spoke up. He said, we have left everything to follow you. And it's true, the disciples had left their vacation, their former life, their way of security, and followed Jesus. So, what is Peter implying? So what about us, Lord? We have left all. And Jesus answered powerful promises. He says here, Truly, I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present life or present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, fields, and along with persecutions, and in age to come, eternal life. This is the promise from the Word. We will receive manifold blessings in this life and in the beyond this life. So Jesus re responded that if you have left the old way of life, you have left your own security and committed yourself to follow Jesus and to follow the kingdom's rules, you will receive manifold, not necessarily just hundredfold, it's manifold in this life and the world to come, eternal life. Whatever you have denied yourself to follow Christ, he has given to you much more in return, so much more in value, so much more pleasure and joy and peace. Because God will never owe a person anything. He's a generous God. He will return back to you in an increased value. And Holmes talks about the security that we have in Christ. So it's not just about riches, not just money. It's the area of you know, the relationships that we have. We have a spiritual family. We have abundance of uh, brothers, sisters who love us, who stand with us. And of course, nothing can replace that relationship with God that we have. We have our Heavenly Father who watches over us. He is our security. Nothing in the world can offer the security in Christ. But Jesus also interjected a word here. When many of us do not like, how come you say all oh, the blessing, blessing? And then he also says, along with persecutions. We know that we cannot be completely comfortable in this world, right? Because our principles and our values run counter to this world. We will face trials, we will face testing and opposition. And as Christians, what should be our attitude when we seemingly don't get our way. Things don't go our way. What if we have challenges, especially even during this time? Maybe many of us are facing some pain, some persecution. I like what the Old Testament characters, how some of these faithful okay, old uh, uh, biblical characters face the difficulties and challenges in life. Let's look at Job. See, uh, the Bible says Satan came to God, you know, and Say, Job fears you because you bless him, because you protect him. But if you will strike him, he will curse you. 
And so we see job losses, possessions, losses, animals, losses, children, and later on, even lost his health. But Job 1, 20 and 22 says this. Job stood up, tore his robe and shaved his head. He fell to the ground and worshipped. He continued to worship the Lord. And he says, Naked I came from my mother's womb. Naked I will live this life. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Praise the name of the Lord. That was how he responded to his difficulties. And throughout all this, Job did not sin or blame God for anything. That's how he faces challenges, the security in the God. So don't hold too tightly to the stuff of this world or the values of this world. We will have hard times, but doesn't mean God will not bless us in these hard times. Continue to rely on Jesus. It's your security. And how, God, how good God is. God doubled his blessing. God doubled Job's blessing. He had double children and double all the blessings. Not double wife, but he has all the blessings, you know, in his possessions, in his animals and so on. Daniel 3.17 also talk about three guys, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And they told King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he says, if we are thrown into a blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty, they told King Nebuchadnezzar. He will rescue us. And I like this. He says here, even if God doesn't, even if God doesn't and uh, deliver us, save us, and we die in a fire, even if that happens, he says, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the God statue you have set up. Even if I go through difficult times, even this pandemic, even if I, have my, I lose my job or my pay gets cut, Lord, I will still trust in you. I will still obey you. I will still do, have that joy of the Lord, which is my strength. I will still look to you and not turn away. That is maturity. That is faith. That is security in Jesus. Having God in your boat doesn't mean that you will not face any storm. But it means that no storm can sink your boat. Because your security is in Jesus. And He's ends with this. Many who are first will be last and the last first. In the kingdom of God, there's a great reversal. Those who love God, commit their life to the Lord, you will be first in the kingdom. Those who follow after riches and refuse to commit their life to God will be the last. You know, I was just thinking of this rich young man. What if he has followed Jesus? What if he has uh, sold his all he had and followed Jesus. Maybe he could have been the 13th disciple. And when Judas fell, he would be the, the 12th, the complete. And it would have made a difference. Writing, you know, touching lives and seeing miracles of Jesus and, you know, being one of the, the disciples of Jesus. 
making an impact to the world. We might read his name. Whoever his name here, here is not mentioned. The rich young ruler, that's all. Do you see his name? I can't find his name. But maybe you have followed Jesus. You've been one of the disciples. What a name that made that mark and which we will read about his life. What is keeping us from true treasures? I don't pray for those who you have not received Jesus yet. You have not asked Jesus to forgive you or come into your life. And today, like the rich young ruler, ruler you are seeking. And you say, something missing in my life. There's something lacking. I might have a lot of stuff, but there is still that missing part in me. And that is actually the part that vacuum as well. God's love will want to come in and fill you. Jesus is the only source of that missing piece. Today, may I ask you, if you have not received Jesus and you desire in your heart, say, God, like the rich young man, I know there's something missing, but I do not want to go the way of the rich young man. I want to say, God, I want to receive you, accept you. Give me a meaning in life. Give me a purpose, give me new peace and, and uh, truly forgive me and help me to have a new life. I want to pray this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you <clears throat> gave your son, Jesus, to die for my sin. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. Lord, make me a new creation. Let me follow you and give me purpose, meaning, even as we, you forgive me, give me, oh God, that new security in you. The security, security that is steadfast, immovable. I will not be shaken by anything that happens. And so Lord, I just commit my life to you. Thank you for the new life in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to pray for all our family members here, GT family and those visitors. Are you secured? Are you feeling secured? Are you shaken during this time of pandemic? Have you lost your joy, your peace? May I pray with you that you, because you have found the treasure, the most important, most valuable treasure in Christ. That is your security. You might lose here and there a lot of things, even your freedom. And you might be at home alone, know that the treasure, Jesus, your security is with you. Let me pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you. Lord, you are our security. You are our personal God who knows us by name. You are a God, oh Lord, who knows our strength, our weaknesses, what we lack. And we ask, dear Lord, that you will reveal to us those things, dear Lord, that we need to give up or have been an idol in our lives, dear Lord. And oh God, that we will put you as first in our life. We will, God, once again, at our security in Jesus. Because Lord, we know you are a personal God. You are a powerful God. Nothing is impossible with you, oh God. And also, Lord, you are a provider. Oh God, why, why do we need God to fear? And so I pray right now in Jesus' name. 
Oh, touch your people. Minister strength, Lord. Minister strength to them. Peace in their hearts, Lord. Security in you. So, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. You are with us. Thank you for your peace. Oh, thank you, Lord. Your love is with us. We will not be shaken. We thank you in Jesus.